Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. This is the podcast where we are digging into the digital revolution and trying to figure out where the world is headed with all this crazy stuff going on these days. I mean, crazy in a very good way, a fun way. Speaking of moving on, a very dear friend and longtime uh, monthly guest on the Cloud Wars Live podcast, Wayne Saden, is moving on. He's got a new job as a CIO, which we want to talk about today. Can't identify the company just yet, but Wayne, it's uh, fantastic news for you. And I think you've probably got some thoughts now about, you know, what being a CIO was like here in mid 2023 versus the last time you held that full time role. Absolutely, Bob. Well, first of all, thank you for the kind words, and um, I'm really excited about getting back in the saddle after 12 years as an independent. And, you know, five years of our relationship, I'm getting back to working for a company. Uh, the last time I looked for a job as a CIO was 2010, and now it's 2023 and a half. And you're right, the world is a lot different. And the stuff that I walked into, I was a consultant to the firm, and now I'm going to, now I'm the CIO, is a lot different than it was back in 2010. So we can talk about some of those things. Yeah, Wayne, I, you know, a couple things. And first, definitely, I'd love to have you go through that and describe what's different. But, you know, uh, anybody who has had a chance to tune into this podcast, especially with you as a guest, you said it's it's almost five years now, really gotten a chance to get to know you a little. So start off, please. Tell us, how are you feeling about this? Right. Because, uh, you know, as you said, it, it's it's a great new opportunity, but it's also, you do something for 12, 13, 13 and a half years, you sort of get uh, accustomed to it. So what what's the change mean for you personally? And then what's the new gig all about? Yeah, so what it means is, you know, for tw- uh, 12 years ago, I hung up my spurs because I was a turnaround CIO. My business card read, when you outgrow your IT strategy, call me. And I would join a firm that had some IT needs. We'd fix them and sell them. And so I did this for a number of years and then eventually said, I'm tired of doing this for other people and started doing it for myself. And when you and I met, I was actually sitting in an interim CIO chair uh, for a company. And so that's what I did. And it was very, very satisfying because I got to set my own clients. I got to set my own hours. And so a number of clients said, you know, you should come work for us. And I said, no, thanks. I like the client relationship. Here's my bill Uh, because I like to be able to walk away. And so when you meet a client where the people are wonderful and the company culture is wonderful, uh, put the technology aside. It's about people Uh, from the board members to the people I work with, to the people who work for me, to my clients within the business. It is just a wonderful group of people. And everybody I met was warm and welcoming and they got along with each other. And in this day and age, where where corporate culture is so cutthroat. It's really nice to see a company that does well, but also gives back to the community and also treats their employees with dignity and respect. And so from the first time I met them, I said, wow, these are special people. And again, we'll talk more in a future episode about what makes them special. But for me, it was an opportunity now to say, this is all the stuff I tell people to do. And now I get to carry it through. So the problem with being a consultant, and I've done this two or three times in my career, is you write a report. You deliver it, maybe you supervise a couple of projects, and then you ride off into the sunset and you follow their stock price. <laughs> but you never know if your advice, when executed by somebody like yourself, would actually work. You think it'll work. You believe it'll work. Of course, I wouldn't send them a bill if I didn't think it would work. But now I get to do the people stuff and the process stuff and the relationship stuff. And so for me, 
Um, I never was looking for another job. I figured I'd do this forever. But when the right opportunity comes along, you'd be a fool not to take it. And so I wasn't a fool and I took it. <laughs> no, not certainly not a fool, Wayne. It sounds great. A terrific company. Well, I think they're very lucky to have you. This is terrific. Wayne, what does it mean now as you dig into this? As you said, uh, you know, it's not just a matter of time. You know, there there have been some stretches of time where maybe all this wouldn't have changed. But I think every facet of the CIO profession has changed quite profoundly, um, certainly in the last three to five years, and let alone if you stretch that back to a dozen years. So what's it mean for you now in this role as a modern CIO? Well, we'll talk about technology eventually, but that's not where you start. You start with business partnership. And, you know, an acceleration economy is where I first heard the term co-creation. And so the relationship between an IT function and a company that isn't an IT company is got to be about co-creation. It can't be IT going, here's a system, plop. It can't be about the business saying, add a field over here and a report over there. It's got to be IT engaging with the business and saying, have you seen the latest blah, blah, blah? Have you seen what our competitor is doing? Let me show you what the technology means about that. Or the business being able to say, we talk to one of our competitors, or we talk to a partner, or we talk to a client, and this is what they're telling us. Can you help me build this? And so it's not about periodic meetings. It's about constant engagement. It's about IT sitting at the table with the business, and quite frankly, for the business to be sitting at the table with IT. And so more and more, co-creation has got to be the norm, not just between IT departments and vendors. But even within the company, we all have something to bring. Business are the SMEs about the business. IT is the SME about what we're doing and what else we could be doing. And when we get them in a room together and put things together, put them together and talking, magic happens. Yeah. Wayne, you know, one thing over, I don't know, this is probably 10, 12, 15 years, but it always made me scratch my head was that there were a number of CIOs who felt like, who took very literally this notion, my job is to support the business because what that says is I'm not part of the business. Mm -hmm. And in 2023, that's a, that's a suicide statement right there, I think. So how does the modern CIO now get him or herself and their organization tied into the revenue flow of the company mm -hmm. and that consumer experience element? Well, it starts with getting yourself tied into the revenue components of the company. So as a CIO, I want to be part of, and I am part of, the discussions about how do we make money? How do we lower costs? How do we expand? How do we change the product? And now the challenge a lot of companies had was the CIO gets invited to those meetings, but nobody below that level gets invited to that meeting. And so the trick is to turn IT on its head. A lot of IT organizations are organized by technology stack. This is the SAP department. This is the low-code department. This is the database people. How about organizing with these are the people supporting logistics? These are the people supporting billing. These are the people supporting buying. And so we can then start having these discussions about the day-to-day -day part of the business. And it also means that the CIOs direct reports and the people below that level have got to be out in the business. That's getting to the warehouses or the stores or riding the trucks. If you're in the trucking business, uh, I, I know that hasn't changed. You got to understand your business. If you're just sitting in the ivory tower processing paperwork, you are not adding to the value of the company. 
The challenge now is how do we get that engagement below this level? The CIO talks to the board. The CIO talks to the executive leadership team. How do we drive that into the organization? So we're building these parallel connections at every level. You know, Bob, the way it works is the CIO talks to the other executives. Where's the other interface to IT? The help desk. My computer doesn't work. I just got job change. Help me set it up. So we engage at the bottom and we engage at the top. And we got to change that so we engage at the middle, wherever the middle is. And, and that's not change, but the intensity of it has changed. And you know what else has changed? The business folks are so much more tech savvy. They're not coming to us and going, I need a report. They're going, hey, I need a dynamic screen tied to the menu that I can get on my phone. How about this piece of software? Or I was used this before, or I saw it running in another department. How do I learn how to do that so that I can build it for my team? So this co-creation is not just let's design it together. It's with the right tools. Let's build it together. And you weren't seeing that 15 years ago. The business was happy to sit back and say, design me a new report. Yeah, I won't like it and I'll come complain to you about it later. But, you know, these are, that it was that very linear type of discussion and not the co-creation that you described earlier. So, Wayne, you know, I've also found, you know, over time talking with not exclusively CIOs, any type of executive, but um, it, it, with CIOs in particular, I thought it was always telling if you'd say, hey, are you the sort of corporate sponsor for any com- any particular customers? And the the answers would range from everything from, oh, yeah, I got this, you know, let me tell you about this or that one. Or it'd be like, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure that's my role. And then the other would be, oh, hell no, you know, no, that that's not our job. What do you think about that? And where does the modern CEO fit into that new possibility? Well, I think I said this on your program about five years ago. If the CIO cannot sit on the earnings call and explain the earnings to an analyst, if they can't go on a sales call and help the sales department close a deal, if they don't know how we make our money, if they don't know how we sell and bill and create and deliver and support, then the modern CIO is disconnected. Yeah. And that doesn't work. You've got to be in the business. And I've got to be able to uh, serve as a proxy for any other business executive, just like I'd like them to be able to serve as my proxy. I want the general counsel to be able to say, this is our IT strategy. I want the CFO even more than that to say, not only is this our IT strategy, but here are IT projects and their budgets. Mm-hmm. And so I think as an executive team, if IT exists in a vacuum to deliver chunks of stuff, and the business executives just sit back, we're all doomed. we got to be sponsors of our own initiatives. And you raise an interesting point, too, about sponsorship. IT projects. We do IT projects, right? No. 90% of what I do don't benefit me, the CIO, right. one iota, except that they benefit the company. If I'm building a project for or selling or buying or logistics, who's the beneficiary? The people running those functions. So the notion of IT projects and the IT budget, it needs to transform. It needs to become the business budget for transformation supported by IT tools and people and processes. So I shouldn't be standing up and doing the justification for a business project. The business executive should partner with IT and say, this is what I need to accomplish to hit my plan. And this is how we're going to do it. And then IT helps them tweak the plan adjust the numbers, and then deliver the outcome. And that's the sponsorship, too, that we vitally need 
And that, that's the only way to get the connection so that it's not passing the information to IT who then goes and does it. And to your point, then the business gets to say, that wasn't what I wanted. Right. The business has to be shaping. You know, co-creation, the term that I learned at Acceleration Economy, doesn't mean here's a order, here's a check, go do it. It means rolling up your sleeves and saying, let's design it together. Yeah. Wayne, two other things I want to ask you about. One is, um, you know, no doubt you've got some great people in your organization already, but if you have openings, if there's an opportunity to add, what sort of people are you looking to bring into this organization? What's their mindset and a little bit about their background to match up with some of these new challenges and the new reality that you've described? Well, I'd say it hasn't necessarily changed, but it's gotten more intense. So the first skill I look for is listening. If IT folks are talking about technology versus listening for the business problems, the business opportunities, we're not getting the full value from IT. That's number one. And number two is curiosity. The technology is changing so fast. The business processes are changing so fast. The competitive landscape is changing so fast. If you're not reading and you're not learning and you're not talking to people, Bob, you are missing an opportunity. I spend as much time as I can talking to competitors, talking to vendors, talking to other people. Yeah. Uh, part of being an acceleration economy analyst and what's so great about it is I get to talk to other practitioners. I get to talk to vendors. I get to talk to clients. That's been a wonderful thing about my association with acceleration economy and with Cloud Wars. And, and that's what you need from people. They've got to be curious about what's around that next turn. Mm -hmm. And then collaborative. You can't go it alone. None of us, whether it's your own department in IT, your own company, you've got to get the industry involved. You've got to get the vendors involved, maybe the regulators, maybe your competitors. So how are we open to co... I'm going to keep coming back to co-creation. Yeah. You have to have the skills to be an effective co-creator, which means an effective partner, collaborator, listener, and participant. Yeah, uh, perfect, Wayne. And then... You know, the last specific question I had, and then, you know, certainly give you the last word here is, um, you're, you know, you've talked about what this is going to mean for the modern CEO inside a company, right? The responsibilities, the organization, the culture, the sort of people you're looking for. How about now, uh, how do you feel your outlook as a modern CEO today has changed relative to the tech vendors that you'll be dealing with, your expectations and uh, you know, your requirements in some way for them? Well, tech vendors, I'm going to say it's more of the same. It's gotten more intense. The tech vendor cannot drop me a solution. It used to be in a box, but now it's on the cloud. We have to be co-creating. I've talked to some vendors and I said, you have a great solution, but you don't offer it in all the countries I do business. Mm -hmm. And the better vendor said, well, how can we partner? to explore extending our solution to the countries we don't cover. The other one said, gee, that's too bad. How about we bid on the ones that we do do? Um, so clearly the vendors divide into two categories. The ones that are willing to say, now maybe they're not going to do it for free. They might come back and say, here's a check. Or write me a check. We can talk about that. Or they might say, contribute some IP. If you know how to do business in that country and I don't, teach me. So how do we build that relationship? And so that means the salespeople. So you start by talking to a salesperson. Let me tell you, I'm not working for a global giant household name that everybody knows. The salespeople don't fall over themselves to come call on me. Mm -hmm. So when I engage with a salesperson who I might reach out to or they might reach out to me, they've got to be able to call the big guns. 
Yeah. They've got to be able to call the head of innovation or the head of partnerships or the head of whatever and say, I got a client that has an interesting request. So to the vendors, I'll say, clear the cobwebs out of your communication path. Have the rep be able to engage the right level of management for the right opportunity. And the other one, Bob, is vendors are terrible at messaging. They tell me about what their product does, but they rarely give me an opportunity to understand how it helps me. And so tailoring their message so that A, they tell me how their products work together. B, they tell me how their products work with the wider world. And C, they help me craft my message to my board, to my executive leadership team about why spending those seven figures, eight figures, some companies, nine figures, means that we'll get a demonstrable business value. It's not enough to say, here's a widget, buy it. It needs to be, let me build a presentation that we can deliver together for management. Because what I'm doing in this company is I'm actually having vendors with our coaching deliver uh, multi-hour briefings for the entire executive leadership team talking about new ways to do business. I could do it. The vendor could do it. But you know what's better? When we invest the time between my team and the vendor's team to craft a real solution that results in a shared understanding and the springboard, I'll say it again, for co-creation. Yeah, and where you get that buy-in from all those different people saying, you know, I want this to succeed. I have skin in this game. I have some, you know, uh, I have some ownership here, a lot of ownership and, and big vested interest in the outcome. So Wayne, you know, we've been uh, having these monthly chats for almost five years now, like you said. Uh, just give us a, a final thought here on, you know, what you're thinking about these days. And, uh, you know, I just think it's great to hear that sense of excitement in your voice. You've worked for lots of companies. You've done lots of things, but there are always chances to do new things, better things, fun things. And I think that sense of excitement and enjoyment and adventure that you bring to your job is one of the reasons why, you know, people love to work with you. Well, I, thank you for saying that. I hope that's true. Uh, we'll see. Give me a year and then ask me the question or ask them the question. But, you know, for me, it's about always learning. I've been reinventing myself since I wanted to be a physicist and then an engineer. And then I found computers and started doing it 50 years ago. Um, I never get tired of learning new things. I never get tired of working with fun people. And Bob, so my my comment is there's never been a better time to be a CIO because you've never had more impact, never had more opportunity, and never had more of a change, of a pivot in technology. Uh, the greatest growth market the world has ever known, yeah. to re repeat a phrase that I learned from you, means that there's an unending series of opportunities. And for the right CIO with the right business relationship, the opportunities are boundless. And that's where I am right now in my career. And I'm going to keep reinventing myself as long as the opportunities are out there. And in the cloud world and the acceleration economy, it just keeps getting better, Bob. Fantastic. Fantastic. And Wayne, we'll be able to continue having our monthly chats. Is that right? Absolutely, Bob. Um, this is something that I look forward to and I learned from you and I hope I can teach other people. And yep, I think we'll be We'll keep doing this until one of until no until you get tired of it because I'm not getting tired of it. Well, fair enough. Well, I look forward to at least another five years, Wayne. So happy for you! Congratulations on the new role, and I'm certainly happy for the new company that you'll be working with because they're getting a great guy, Wayne. 
Thanks so much. This has been, as always, a lot of fun. Great to see your new uh, opportunity here and that boundless enthusiasm you, you bring along with you wherever you go. Thank you, Bob. Take care. All right. Thanks, Wayne. Folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. New adventures coming from Wayne Satan. We'll keep in touch with him on a monthly basis to see what new insights he has. Thanks for being with us. Hope your summer's going great. Bye-bye. Very nice, Wayne. Very nice. I'll get this uh, into the loop, and uh, you're off to your next meeting. This is wonderful. Wayne, have a blast with that. It's been great. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Bob. I, I look forward to doing this every month, so don't worry about that. Good deal. All right, my All friend. Right. Thanks, Wayne. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.